Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 10. Ecclesiastes and Proverbs are both, I would say, fantastic books to read if you have never read them before. There is a lot of good wisdom there. A lot of things that are that are simple, easy for us to understand, but wisdom that we need to that we need to hear. So this morning we're just going to look at one verse from Ecclesiastes seven. There are lots of wise sayings here in Ecclesiastes seven. That might be some good homework for you this week if you're looking for something to read. Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse. 10. Don't say, why were the former days better than these, since it is not wise of you to ask this. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today, and I pray that you just be with me and hide me behind the cross, that I would preach and teach in a way that brings glory and honor to you. Dear Lord, I pray that you would just help our eyes and our ears and our hearts to be open before you this morning. God, we thank you that we have the freedom to come into this place and to, and to hear your word and to read your word. And God, I pray that your word points us forward to you. Dear Lord, that we don't get caught in the trap of living in the past, but God, that we live in the present with our eyes to the future. So God, I need you this morning just to help me to do a good job, and I pray, God, that by your Spirit, that you would be with us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This verse is a short verse and a simple verse, but perhaps one that is good for us to consider. Don't say, why were the former days better than these? Since it is not wise of you to ask this. Now, why would it not be wise for us to say that the former days, the old days, the good old days, are better than these days? Well, perhaps there are a few reasons why the writer of Ecclesiastes would say this. Perhaps we in some way deceive ourselves when we think about the good old days. I think maybe we have a tendency to remember the past a little better than it was on some occasions. We, generally speaking, may forget some of the bad things of the past. Now, don't get me wrong, there are certainly bad things of our past that we remember, things of our past that we wish did not occur. There are good things in our past that we like to remember. But sometimes, perhaps in the present, with things that we go through as bad as they may be, we may sit and say, man, I wish things were like they used to be. And in some sense, that is true. Because in some sense, perhaps the way things used to be included those who we know and love who have gone on to be with the Lord and to reflect on good memories and to cherish those good days, that's not a bad thing. And I don't think that that's what Ecclesiastes is speaking of here. But perhaps sometimes in the present, as we go through life and it's bad and it's difficult, we may deceive ourselves by thinking, man, I wish things were like they were in the good old days. But what I have come to discover in my life, and maybe I'm mistaken in my discovery, maybe I haven't discovered anything at all, but I don't know that 
there has ever been a good days that have ever existed. Because I suspect that many of you probably heard your parents and grandparents speak about the good old days. And one day, as you get older, you will tell your children and grandchildren about the good old days. But you see, the good days for you were the bad days for your parents and grandparents. And the good days for them were the bad days for their parents and grandparents. And so I conducted a test a couple of weeks ago, just briefly through my mind, and perhaps you can conduct such a test yourself, not during the sermon, of course, but, but I thought to myself, what if I took from right now, and I picked a set number of years, five years, or ten years, or, you know, within a year or two of those, and I went back in five-year spans or ten-year span throughout my life, what would I discover? And what I discovered was that whatever time period that I was going to choose, that within a year or two of either direction of that, there was something in my life that at that time I considered to be really bad. And at that time, I remember perhaps on occasion thinking, I wish things were like they were 10 years ago, but yet I go 10 years back from there, and guess what? Even at that time, there was something in my life that I was going through that was a struggle, that was, that was painful. And so I think that as we go through life, the point, perhaps, that the author is making here is that life is always difficult. That's the thing about Ecclesiastes. It's not a, a rosy, happy-go-lucky. It's just kind of, here it is. Everything is bad. Get used to it. And that's, that's kind of what Ecclesiastes is. It kind of keeps us grounded. And we need to be grounded because sometimes our thoughts of, man, I wish that I could be back in the good old days we think such things because we're discontent with the present time. There's something going on in our life as now that, that, that we think is bad or not as good as things used to be. But perhaps things used to be not as good as we think that they were. Perhaps when we say things like, I wish for the good old days, perhaps that's showing that there is some discontentment that we have in our life now. And it's easy for us to be discontent. Perhaps some in this room are more content than others, but perhaps everybody is discontent in some way because it seems as though as we go through life that really we always want just a little more than what we have. We are never really content, although we should be. We should strive to be. Perhaps if you are like me, you battle that often. In many cases, we have more than we could ever want and certainly more than we need, but yet we often want just a little more. What is enough? I don't know what enough is. Perhaps a good example of what contentment would be would be this. For the poor man, he would say, if I only had a house, I would be content. For the middle class man, perhaps he would say, if I only had a bigger house, I would be content. And the rich man may say, if I only had a summer home, I would be content. It doesn't matter where we are, whether we are poor or middle class or rich or whatever type of illustration you want to use there. It always seems like wherever we are in life, we want just a little bit more. Perhaps that's what the author of Ecclesiastes is saying here. You need to be content with where you are not searching for something in the past, not trying to find hope from something in the past, because perhaps the past was no better than the present. Perhaps instead of trying to escape to the past, we need to live 
where we are here and now. We have a tendency to be drawn to the things of our past. We kind of want to be who we used to be in days that we thought were better. Perhaps that's why so many times you see older man buying the sports car that they wanted as a teenager that they could never afford. And then when they get to be grown, they're finally able to buy this sports car. Perhaps in a way they're trying to feel young and cool again, as if they were ever young and cool to start with. I have discovered, and I could be wrong on this too, I don't think cool is a thing. I think cool is what you think. I don't think anybody's cool. If you think you're cool, you're probably cool. But so many times we have these grand memories of the past and we want to go back to places or we want to have things of our past and we want to live in the past. But we cannot live in the past. We must live in the present. But perhaps the present doesn't look good for us. Perhaps we seek the past because we look at the present and we become depressed. We look around and we say, everybody else has it figured out. Everybody else has all the good. You watch the football game and the other team always gets all the calls. That's always how it is, right? You always notice when the other team gets all the calls. But when your team gets all the calls, do you stand up and say, my team's getting all the calls. That's not fair. Of course not. We notice the things around us that we consider to be unfair. And it's easy for us to look to the past and say, boy, I wish I could be back here or I wish I could have what everybody else has or be where everybody else is or be like everybody else. But you know the truth of the matter is that everybody else is probably looking at you and saying the same thing because you think they've got it all figured out and they think you've got it all figured out. And the problem that we have oftentimes is that wherever we are with our discontentment, whether we want to be in the past or whether we want to be somewhere else in the present, as the old saying goes, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence. But the problem with that saying is the same problem with looking to the past, is the past is probably not as good as we remember it being. And the grass is not always greener on the other side of the fence. And the problem is, when we think the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, and we say, here's their fence, and here's how they got their green grass, I'm just going to go live on their green grass. And then you try to live like everybody else, and you, you realize that the grass there isn't any greener, and, and it's, a, it's a constant search and a struggle. Oh, the things of the past, or being here, or being there, or being in a different place than I am. The problem is, oftentimes... We look for the greener pastures and we look to the past because we're not happy with where we are. But perhaps if the grass on the other side of the fence is greener than ours, we don't need to move to the other side of the fence. Maybe, just maybe, we simply need to water our grass. And maybe that's the idea that the author of Ecclesiastes is getting across to us here. Instead of being sad about the present situation, of studying, uh, instead of being depressed about the present and longing for somewhere else in the present or to be back somewhere else in the past, maybe we need to say, what's my struggle? What's going on here? Maybe if my grass is withered and my situation is not good, maybe there's something I need to change in my situation. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes talks about all kind of negative things, if we could call them that. But in the end, the author of Ecclesiastes comes to one point. And any time you talk about Ecclesiastes, you almost always have to skip to the end to bring the point home. And that is when all is said and done, 
We must fear the Lord and serve Him. And so perhaps in our times in life when we are longing for the days of old or longing to be in a better spot than we are now, perhaps the real problem in our life is that we are not seeking the Lord. Perhaps the real problem is that we do not live the Lord and fear Him. Live for the Lord and fear the Lord and do the things that the Lord commands us to do. So perhaps the danger of living in the past is it keeps us from addressing things that are going on in our life in the present and it makes the future look hopeless. Because when we get to the point where we say, boy, I want to be back in the good old days, perhaps we have already determined unknowingly that the future is hopeless, that things are as bad now as they have ever been. They're never going to get any better. But yet even that is easy to refute. Because we all think, because we live in the generation we live, and, well, there's only that's the only generation we can live in, and we sometimes get the impression that our generation is somehow worse than any generation that has ever lived. And the world is worse now than it has ever been. But I would say that that is not true. You can go back through the decades, go back 10 or 20 years, as far as you want to go, and you will almost always find that there were hardships somewhere in the world, times that were very difficult. Go back all the way to Genesis chapter 6. And all of the world was so wicked, there was only righteous Noah and his family. Now, we certainly have not gotten to that point yet. We may be approaching that point where there's only one righteous family left, but we certainly hadn't got to that point where all of the world is wicked. And so even then we can say, well, things may be really bad now. They may be as bad as other points in history. But they hadn't got to the point of being as bad as Noah yet because at least there are a few righteous people in the world. Maybe 100,000, maybe a million, maybe 100 million. I don't know. But perhaps things now, as bad as they are, are not as bad as we think. And so we can't live our life in the past. We must live our life in the present with an eye to the future. We can't lose hope and think, man, my life is bad right now. There's a lot of stuff going on in my life. There's a lot of stuff going on in this world. What hope do we have? I wish we could just go back to the old days. I don't want to go back to the old days. I want God to do something this day. I want God to do something in the present day. And time and time again throughout Scripture, we see in the old days that there were good times and there were bad times, but how many times do we see that God acts in the bad times and brings about good and change and hope for His people? That's what I desire, is for God to change something in the present. That should be our hope. God, change something in the present. God, the future is not as bleak as it looks because you are on the throne and you are in control. That's where our focus needs to be. Not on the past, but on the present. Not on the bad, but on the good. Not on evil, but on God. So let us not deceive ourselves with things of the past and long for the good old days. For such things, as the Bible says, are not wise. But true wisdom, the Bible says, is Jesus Christ and Christ crucified. 
That's what we seek. It's not that we are never to look to our past. Certainly we can look to our past. We can look to our past. We can look to the bad, the mistakes that we made, and we can learn from those things. We can look to our past, to the good memories that we've had with people that we love. That's not what the author of Ecclesiastes is saying here. There's nothing wrong with looking to the past and learning from the past and cherishing for the past. But we have to not long for the days of old as if they were somehow better than the days of today. Because the days of old were no better than the days that we live in today. But there is one constant. In the days of old, no matter how bad they were, it was God who was with his people. It was God who delivered his people. It was God who strengthened his people. Whether it was our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, guess what? They suffered and struggled with the same struggles we do. And somehow they made it through. And how did they make it through? Many times it's because they were Christian men and women. And they made it through because they trusted in the Lord. And that's true of our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents all the way to the people we see in the Old Testament. Anytime that hard times come in the present that we live in, whenever that time may be, it is God who will deliver us from the hard times. So maybe today you long for better days. Well, don't long for better days in the past. Long for better days in the present. Perhaps things in your life aren't very good right now and you see everyone else's life and it has the appearance of being greener in their pasture, whether it really is or not. But perhaps your pasture just needs to be watered today and what better source of water for you and I than Jesus Christ, the source of living water. May we seek Jesus Christ today and put our faith and hope in him so that he will be our great deliverer, so that he will bring about good in our day of trouble, and so that he may forgive us of our sins, so that we may seek him and live for him and trust his word. And when we do so, when we begin to put God back at the center of our life in the present day and stop trying to live in the past and stop trying to live like everybody else, but when we are content with Jesus Christ and say there is no more that I need, we may be amazed at how all of a sudden our pasture is greener than we have ever seen it before. Because when Jesus is in the midst of our pasture, there is no greener pasture in which we can find rest. Let us find rest in Jesus Christ today. Let him be the source of living water in your life. He died on a cross so that your sins may be forgiven. If we're looking to the past, that's where we look in the past. We look at what Jesus did in the past to know that he is victorious in the present and he will be victorious for eternity to come. Let us pray. Father God, we come to you. We thank you for these Good words, and dear Lord, I pray that you would help these to be better days. God, I know that life is tough. It's difficult all around our world, dear Lord. Things, things are tough, dear Lord. But God, you have been with people through tough times before. And I pray, God, that you would be with us through our tough times, that we would seek you, that we would learn contentment with you, dear Lord, that we would not seek for things of the past that perhaps weren't as good as we remembered, but that we would seek you who are better than we could ever imagine, dear Lord. So I pray that you meet us right here, right now. Maybe some of us today, our grass is not very green. But God, I pray that we would seek Jesus Christ, that we'd seek your word, that we would live for your word. God, that you would freshen us up. 
God, that if there is one in this room that does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, God, that today they would repent of their sins, they would confess that they are a sinner, and that Jesus, your Son, is Lord, that he gave his life on a cross so that their sins could be forgiven, and that he rose three days later, dear Lord. Let us rejoice in that, dear Lord. Let us rejoice in the victory of the cross, but the, but the promise of deliverance, God, that is where we need to find our hope today. God, if we are going to live in the past today, let it be at the foot of the cross. And God, let us look forward to better days. God, this life is tough. This world is tough. God, perhaps you bring great revival in this world. Perhaps you don't, dear Lord. I don't know your will or what you're going to do. But I know what you can do. God, you can change hearts. You can change the world. You can, you can change a planet, dear Lord. And so, God, I pray that you would just help us to seek you to live for you. Dear Lord, I pray that you bring about good in our life and good in the lives of those around us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.